previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. Nice to meet you. My name is Gooch Gleesgorm. (laughs) Back to this demon. Where is he? As you come around this hill, a nine-foot winged demon, he looks like Thanos with wings, holding a black sphere, one in each palm, and he throws them at the side of this hill, and they explode on impact. The demon is now going to run at you, uh, Ambionitis. Well, I'm going to fucking hit him back. Hey, Abe, I'm going to call this motherfucker out. I can translate. He probably won't understand what you're saying. I want to look at the demon. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to bust out my quarterstaff as I pop out of the bushes, and I'm going to try to hit him a bunch of times. You got this. I'm going to try Ray of Enfeeblement one more time. And the demon is going to flap his wings low to the ground and is going to zip past Abe, cutting at him with his long sword. And he is going to continue on to Gooch the Goblin. So I want to move kind of like diagonally and then just like peg it with a longbow. It is leaning down over the Goblin Gooch. And (laughs) uh, as it did so, you are able to shoot this arrow straight at its Gooch. (laughs) And uh, you kill it. Ooh. Oh. Oh! And I'm going to say, hey, you got to see before he dies if he knows anything about the DM Dem Exorius. Yeah, he's dead. And uh, now that you are not in the throes of battle, you can see that this or this explosion that he created in the side of the hill actually opens into a crypt. So this crypt is a sarcophagus in the middle of the room, and there are some like hieroglyphs on the wall. You, Jet, recognize the script on the back wall as Elvish. Uh, The Elvish script says, Here lies Parmar, uh, recorder of artifacts and knowledge regarding the demon apocalypse. So I think Parmar might know about Diadem Exorius. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Brad Richards. Um, boner. Brad Renfro. Oh, you're talking about when my dad was saying that he's not a wine common sewer instead of connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, that's not right either. <laughs> connoisseur. Damn. Continental sewer. Eric Nemeth. Hey, Paul, are you Medusa? No. You're making me rock hard. (laughs) Matt Smith. As I lay here, gently fapping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of my mother rap, rap, rapping at my chamber door. Get out, Mom, I'm changing. (laughs) Quote I, for fapping, nevermore. Ben Renfro. Yeah. Um, Erections. Nice. I I can't believe you did not see Eric's ones coming. Are you Medusa? You didn't (laughs) see that one? I figured it was something sexual because all your jokes are. No. They're all family friendly and squeaky clean. (laughs) 
That's because we are a family-friendly and squeaky-clean 5th edition actual play podcast that just also happens to have the explicit tag on iTunes. Fantastic segue. You just made it sound so soft. How the fuck are we (laughs) family-oriented? I literally try to murder people every day. Some families have traditions. It's called sarcasm, Eric. Listener's discretion is advised. (laughs) I harpooned a dude. Yeah, I know you have. I publicly executed people multiple times. I know that. I tried to burn down a family's house. So did Stalin, but he went down as a pretty decent guy. Uh-huh. 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 Was he always Stalin? Uh, he was always pushing. He was always... He did stall. The Germans. (sighs) (laughs) My dick. Is sad. <laughs> Proceed. My dick is bigger than a bridge. Yo dick look like a little kid's. My dick. Large as the Chargers, <laughs> the whole team. Yo shit look like you 14. <laughs> <laughs> Who remembers what happened last uh, time on the Death Saving Bros podcast? Oh, I do. Remember, kids, the girls only need 10 inches to be satisfied, so don't worry about your size. Hey, it's not the size of the boat, it's the motion of Yosin. Wait a minute. That's, peop- that's, that's, the, that's what people with small dicks say to make themselves feel better. Anyways, what happened last time? We found a tomb after I got my ass handed to me by this giant demon. Wait, I can read my notes. And I killed the demon in one hit. That's right, everyone. I took notes last episode. Uh, okay. This gooch goblin looks like a freaking pirate. So, we ran into Gooch last time. That's what I get out of that note. Ambi yells, holy fuck on a hill. Obviously talking to a demon when he writes holy fuck in the air. Let's us know we're scared. Where the fuck is Prothean? Penis head. Uh, Prothean decided not to be part of the fight. And uh, he was riding a bear, right? And it smelled salmon in a river or some, something like that. So, Prothean left us to fight. A demon alone when he's when he's a when he's a demon hunter and he did not join the demon fight, which sucks. I was fishing. And I said, I hear my brother moaning again, must be raging. So that can only mean one thing. Is that uh we killed the demon and found a tomb. That's about that's about what that means. <laughs> and in the tomb, uh there was like something about someone and a book or something and some jewelry that we gave to Gooch. And he scurried off with that. And uh, there were some words that were said in the on the tomb as well or something. And uh, I didn't get the best notes at that part. You know, I got all the important <laughs> stuff. I translated that as being the tomb of somebody that we're supposed to remember something about. Yes, it was the tomb of Parmar with the inscription in Elvish, Here lies Parmar, recorder of knowledge and artifacts regarding the demon apocalypse. Yeah, that's what it was. Why didn't you just start with that? That that weird dude in the temple told us that guy's name. Eric's correct. The one we kept trying to piss off? Well, yeah, you guys wound up pissing off the dragonborn that was floating in a bubble. And he was the one that said... What? Skowatsky. Zawadski. Zawadski, whatever his name was. When the fuck did that happen? When the fuck did we get ice cream? Uh, you know, when we first got to Astrakhan, there was, like, the church and the... 
courthouse or whatever. Yes. I was playing with the gavel. And we were talking to the little gnome guy, right? Yeah. So he went to call his friend Zawatsky that he would push the button. Yes. And okay. The bubble yes. With the dragonborn yes. came up. That's the guy. Okay. That's it. Yeah. And then he also signed some bullshit in that guy's house. Signed some Zawatsky? bullshit. Yeah. Wasn't there yeah, a letter or some shit in his the, Okay. burnt note that we found. Yeah, that one. He signed it. What does that note say to remind the listeners? Uh, man. Okay. Last known... Blah, 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 blah. What I'm assuming is supposed to be Diadem Exorius was recorded in blah, 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 True Gallon Magic by Riley Benden? Is that right? That's a V. Bevden. His ownership in the <laughs> Previn Canal system? That's a Z with a chukka over God it, damn. so it's Prezhen. Prezhen Canal System. Signed, Zawadzki, heart, heart. XOXO. <laughs> I really thought you were about to read that as Riley Bevden. Oh, that's a V. Viley Bevden. <laughs> 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 yeah, and uh, Zawadzki was also on the list of names that you found, wasn't he? This is true. Also in Siren's cabin. <laughs> yes, this is all stuff I've known, Paul, so if you can give me new information, it'd be really, really <laughs> helpful to me. All right, well, Just give us our waypoint and send us on our way. All right, so you guys were last in the crypt. You had given the platinum ring and the necklace to Gooch Gleesgorm, the pirate goblin, and he said that he was going to go off and become an actual pirate now. He was going to sail the seas, so he ran off into the distance, uh, leaving you in the crypt with... Four rings, one of which Abe was able to tell you was magical, and a staff, which was also magical. And as you're standing there watching Gleesgorm go off, you see a armored large man riding a large bear towards you. Just lops off Gleesgorm's head. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the large man on a bear is coming from the north, and Gleesgorm is headed towards the south. So they do not cross paths. Do I recognize who it is? Yes, it's Prothean. And I'm holding a fist. So we don't recognize him. Yeah, I would like to kind of just duck my head, keep looking straight ahead, and uh, act like I do not know him. Athletic position. I have a giant fist. Hey, wait a minute. It's that guy from the Shade Arrows. <laughs> <laughs> that was Revan that you mixed up. Actually, Abe wouldn't know that. <laughs> he wait, might. no, my name is Doss Johnson. Him. So you heard about... Yeah, I guess we've been traveling for a while. He might have told me about the uh, Jade Arrow guys. But yeah, so Prothean comes back in. Prothean, you are now in this crypt with the others. And I have a giant fist I'm holding. It's a salmon. Oh, and uh, you're all now level eight. Fuck, I gotta change that. Ha-ha! Did anybody get anything cool that you want to kind of promote? Not particularly. I now have 150 health. Plus 10 strength and plus 10 dexterity. He got plus 1 health. <laughs> For becoming a fighter level 7, sorcerer level 1, uh, leveling up to 7 gets me a feat called Know Your Enemy, where if I spend 1 minute observing an enemy, uh, the DM will or can tell me if the creature I am observing is equal to, greater than, or less than, like... So inferior, equal to, inferior, or superior to me 
in uh, two categories of which I can ask, whether that be strength score, dexterity score, constitution score, their armor class, their current hit points, their total class level, or their fighter class level, if they apply. So basically I can observe an enemy and then figure out uh, pretty much how they compare to me in any of those two categories. However, it says for a minute, are we really going to have to wait 10 turns to... Well, it would be like when yes. you were watching the goblins walk by and you were on a hill for a minute. Okay, I guess it would make more sense then in that situation rather than if I'm already in combat. Unless I'm trying to find out current HPs. But, uh, so pretty much I got that and then just a few more hit points to still make me the squishiest one of the bunch. Maybe. Close. Doubt it. 53. <laughs> I haven't even touched 50 yet, Holmes. Okay, well, I'm the second squishiest one of the bunch, sitting at 53 now. So, that's fantastic. But that's about all uh, between the Know Your Enemy and the hit points. What about you, B-Rich? That's tough. Uh... Ambionitis. Man, I like you. When you call me by my street name. Oh yeah, I leveled up to level 7 Barbarian because I'm level 1 Sorcerer. I got Feral Instinct, which is if I'm surprised at beginning of combat and I'm not incapacitated. Yeah, I can read that. I can act normal if on my first turn if I rage first. So if somebody goes boo, I get mad and act normal. Also, hit points. I am the squishiest one in the party at 112 hit points. <laughs> <laughs> and then Matt, or sorry, Abe... Jet and Prothean just got additional HP and then ability score improvements, correct? Yep. Yep. Yeah, when the fuck do you get ability score improvements? 4, 8, eight. 12, and 16. You get one at 4? Mm-hmm. Seeing as we slayed a monster. I don't think I did that. Me single-handedly with one shot. Uh, I went up one Ranger Monster Slayer level. Oh, that's right. You're dual-classed as well. <laughs> yeah, I did. And I got extra attack, finally, which lets me attack, but an extra time. And also some spells and some more HPs. Cool, cool, cool. Also, did I mention I killed the uh, the demon in one <laughs> shot? You guys fought a demon? I, I don't know. I, you might have. <laughs> yeah, I killed it in one shot. Without me? Yeah, you fuck. <laughs> I want to stress that this is the player saying this. Abe is a professional and knows it was a team effort. <laughs> okay, so you're in the crypt. Uh, what would you like to do in this crypt area? Examine it. Okay. Uh, you did examine a little bit last episode. There is the sarcophagus where the skeleton had crumbled to dust. So now there are four rings in there, one of which is magical. A staff made of uh, very dark brown wood. So think like mahogany type look and then there's the elvish inscription and there are some like decorative inscriptions on the walls how again did this tomb open up or was it already open or how do we how do we find it basically when the demon that we fought threw his super laser beam and exploded the hill it opened up the crypt so like he was looking for it okay so it wasn't open it was open by exploding laser beams uh, not exploding laser beams. It was like a bead of force. So exploding laser beams. Gotcha. <laughs> I saw it. I witnessed it. 
And then he sparkled about it. Yep. I'd like to take one of the rings. Which non-magical one? Non-magical one. Okay, there is silver, gold, and inlaid with sapphire. The inlaid with sapphire one. I wouldn't know <laughs> which is magical or, or non-magical since I cannot detect it, but I would like to grab a ring as well. I got a question. Didn't he detect them all last time? Yeah, that's, I don't know if That's he... how we knew which ones to give fuckface. I don't know if he said it to us. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'd, I'll say it. Whichever one is magical. Just be like, hey, that's a magical one. Okay, so then you know that the one made of onyx is magical. That is a, it's a smooth carving of black stone. So there's, there's still the gold, silver, and the onyx ring, which is magical. I mean, I'll go ahead and take the onyx if no one's gonna protest that. I'm not even sure what's going on. What is it? It's just a ring. But what does it do? I don't know. You want to put it on and find out? Mmm, jet can. Yeah. Okay. You suddenly feel much more constitute. (laughs) Bless you? (laughs) You feel, as a character, you suddenly feel emboldened and much, like you have a lot more endurance. What you just picked up is a ring of constitution, and your constitution while wearing it is 16. Now, does that happen before I do my leveling up, right? It's retroactive, so you get plus three for every level. Wait, what now? So your constitution as a character right now is plus zero, correct? Yes. So for seven, le- eight levels now, you have added plus zero to your health. Yeah. Now, as long as you wear that ring, you have plus three for every level. So add so now, 24 to your total health. So now Brixie is, is the squishiest character of the Yeah, game. but I can still fight you and kick your ass. Until he sneezes on you and you get <laughs> KO'd. <laughs> I so. just got to make you sneeze to lose those feathers. Yeah, God forbid I sniff. <laughs> yeah, we don't do that around here. Yeah, it's so unprofessional. Is there anything left of the, the demon we killed? No. Like anything at all? No, remember we went through this. He God fucking blew up. You got a piece of flesh or some shit. Oh, uh, yeah, I think uh, Lee's Gorp made an eye patch. Yeah, so we spent five minutes on the fact that he fucking exploded. <laughs> nope. I like how he exploded. I was like 50 feet back and got wrecked. <laughs> and fucking Lee's Gorp is literally right below him. Fine. Untouched. He's got that dex. <laughs> Nimble as fuck. Could dodge an explosion from fucking two feet away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So there still remains a gold and a silver ring, and then there is the staff made of mahogany, which is also known to be magical. Which is different than our quarter staff, right? Like I can't, I I'm not proficient with it. Uh, you could use it as a quarter staff. Hmm. I'll take it. When you pick it up, I object. <laughs> I walk over and snap it over my knee. He's not allowed to hold staffs anymore. <laughs> It's not going to happen, squishy boy. Not after the last time he held a staff. He fucking backhanded you with it. Yeah, he smacked me with a staff, so I broke it. He bent it and then threw it in the fire. Yeah, because I guess people have metal staffs now. Okay. Are you actually going to snap this? Uh, hmm. No. But you do still object. I object to... Ah, 
I don't think about that. I think somebody other than Jet should have it. He already got the cool ring with the magic. So somebody else take the magic staff. But I'm sorry. Prixius, he's the only person that hasn't gotten cool shit out of the last three times we found magical shit. And he also was the only one without a magical weapon. Or any weapon now that you broke my last one. No, you have another one. You got it. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> the voice of God shuts up. <laughs> All right, fine. But if he even points it in my direction... We'll kill him, it's fine. We'll kill yeah, him. Yeah, no, don't worry, we're cool. We'll kill him and then sell the staff. Great, all right. Yep. Okay, as you're looking over it and you're running your hand up and down this staff, kind of trying oh, to... Oh, 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 oh my goodness. You feel a little <laughs> tingling inside. I'm dual wielding, if you know what I'm talking about. Abe adjusts his collar. You got harder? <laughs> 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 Good thing that this shaft is versatile. I'm at full candy corn. It is. is it ribbed? No. no. Is it studded? What do the ends look like? Little nubs. Nice. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Are they smooth? Basically, it's a, it's a regular staff. Dildos. But it allows you to cast invisibility once per day. hey Dope. That's the sound Jet makes when he puts it into his butt. hey <laughs> But you actually do notice that the one end has been carved into the symbol of, like, a cross with a star at the top. Do I recognize that as being f for something? Give me a an investigation check. Yeah, it's for extra pleasure once it hits the good spot. <laughs> <laughs> for sticking into the ground so it bases pretty good. Five. I just think it looks cool. I'm like, oh, this is a cool little... All right. Well, when Brixia, or when Ambionitis says it's for placing on the ground for better base, um, go ahead and get advantage on that roll. <laughs> roll for penetration. Eleven. You notice that there are various imprints around the crypt. The crypt of the staff? The crypt Jesus. that you are currently in. There are imprints oh, yeah. in the wall and on the floor. Yeah, you did say that um, at the beginning. Were those notably anything that I would be able to translate? That would be... No, they're just... Oh, just pictures. It's it's not script. It's like... Hieroglyphics. Stick the fucking staff in one of Hey, I wanted to <laughs> say that for the past ten minutes, but we can't metagame like that. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta let him fail on his own or figure it out. We're having a conversation. I told him that you stick it in the ground. Oh, you're saying that it looks like a key. Yes. I would like to. Looking use it at as a this key. imprint and looking at that staff that I said well, it can stick in the ground better to stick in your butt. Stick it in his ass? They kind of look similar. Try it. Gotcha. Minus two intelligence, by the way. I try it. There are dozens of imprints around the crypt. Stick it in all of them. Uh, sticking in all the holes is what got me demonic syphilis. Sticking in one that's about waist high on the wall, sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. I rolled a 14. Does that mean I know where the correct one is? A 14 for what? Knowing where the correct one's at. <laughs> if you make it a perception check. An 18. Yes. There is a an imprint on the left wall of the crypt that matches the cross with the star at the top. Oh, perfect. So you go ahead and place the staff into the wall imprint, 
And when you do, the staff glows and there are streaks of light across the wall. Dust plumes out of the cracks and the light that is shooting across the wall and a door slides open on the back wall underneath the words, here lies Parmar. I hold my breath. (laughs) I wasn't Uh, like electrocuted or anything. You were not electrocuted and Abe is now (laughs) holding his breath. What does my dark vision tell me? It's dusty. I'll go to the door. Yeah, I just walk straight up to it. Does the door close when I take it out of the hole? No, it does not close when you remove it from the hole. Cool, I take it and we go. I'm going to wait to see if everyone else passes out, and then I'm going to proceed in with them. I just realized (laughs) that in a couple more levels, I become just immune to poison. Must be nice. Must be fucking nice. I said it must be fucking nice. Would have been real helpful when we ran to those magic mushrooms. Yeah, it would also have been helpful if you guys didn't do that. Hey, hey, you weren't there. You're damn right. We were getting our ass kicked by 15 slavers. Daddy, daddy wasn't there. Just change my underwear and take me to the fair. It seems he doesn't care. Daddy wasn't there. Tequila. I can't wait to hear that one. Hey, uh, Prothean, thanks for showing up. You, uh, riding in on that bear there. Way to, way to help out with, uh, fighting the demon and everything, you demon hunter. I got salmon now. Ambionitis almost died. I didn't almost die. I was at half health. I'm taking a salmon out of my bag and stop petting it like a cat. Is it alive? No, it is not alive. <laughs> it's, like, still flopping around and you're... Where nope. did where did you pull that salmon out of? Probably the river. Yeah, but when he got here, it was in a bag with my mushrooms. His prison wallet. He's got a fishy smell in his prison wallet now. Um, I do. That's great. You'd be surprised you fit up there. That you got a fish and all. However, there was a demon that you could have helped fight. Although it was arguably very easy to fight, so I guess we were all right without you. Yeah, I mean, it did go down in one hit. Yeah. yeah, I heard Abraham kill said, one hit. <laughs> I thought you said that you as a player was saying that, and Abe was a a paramount... Uh, this is true. This is true. Abe is a professional. He understands that he he will let everyone know that it is a team effort, even if it is not. Yeah, word around town is that Abraham killed the demon by itself. One hit. Well... I can neither confirm nor deny. I don't know when the fuck you went to town because you said you were at the river <laughs> getting fish out of the stream. So where were you actually? You get that at the fish market? Woo. Hello, ladies. Good morning, ladies. The fish talk to me. So guys, uh, I don't know if y'all noticed, but this door opened up when I put the staff in there. Do we go down there? Well, I already did that. I'm going to throw a salmon at him. I'm going to catch your salmon. The grown-ups are talking. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, Protein, you want to come with us on this adventure? You got to go into town again. We're going on. Well, I have salmon, so I'm good. You sure? You're not. You're not gonna flake out again. My bear. My bear likes salmon. I'm feeding my bear. I'm still sitting on a salmon. All right. I walk first. I go straight for the door, open it, and I do not stop. It's already open. Yeah, Ambionitis already went through, and so did Jet. He was standing in the doorway. Um, Abe is still holding his breath. He's going a little bit purple in the face, but nobody <laughs> has passed out. a little out. bit purple in the face. 
he's going purpler in the face. Nice. Uh, but nobody has passed out yet. Okay, I guess from I'll the breathe. <laughs> do I have like a scrap piece of cloth or something? Yeah, you you do. I want to tie it around my face. Gag on it. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Why is he holding? Because they opened on? the door and a big plume of dust came out. I don't want to get fucking wrecked by oh. some magic bullshit powder. So as you're all entering through this door, you enter onto a spiral staircase that leads down into the earth. It is made of stone, it is rough-hewn, and it is very narrow. The bear will not fit. Aww. Slay the bear. It'll wait outside for me. Isn't it, like, magical? It can just disappear? Yes. Yes, it can. Can I change it into a different animal right now? You would have to dismiss it and recast the spell. Eh. I'll, I'll, just, I'll tell it to wait outside. You can, you can wait outside. And it lumbers off. Time out. You said that we still had not full hit points? Yes. Can we wait the appropriate amount of time until we have full hit points before proceeding into this Eight hours. cavern? Yeah, you would have to wait at least an hour before you can use your hit points. Or not hit points, hit, hit dice. dice. So an hour. I mean, I'm cool to keep going. All right. The bear lumbers off, and you proceed down this rough-hewn staircase. Those of you without dark vision, let me know. I don't have dark vision. Okay. Only Prothean cannot see what's going on. Would you like to light a torch? Yes. Seems like the way Paul lit it up, it's a bad idea, but go for it. I'm going to light a torch. I lick my forefinger and my thumb, and I snuff his torch. <laughs> I pull out another torch. <laughs> Bad idea. And, just like, Shh. and we will describe to you what we are seeing, which is the following dungeon master. You are proceeding down the stairs. It There's nothing necessarily to be seen. However, you do see more of these inscriptions on the wall. It's just a continuation of what you saw in the crypt. It's not depicting anything in particular, but it is, decoratively speaking, on brand. After approximately five minutes of proceeding down this staircase, it has gotten very, very cold, very damp, and very musty. And the staircase opens into a large room. It's not a cavern, it is a room. There are, those of you with dark vision can see that there are columns lining either side of the room. Above the columned colonnade, there are archways so there is a second level and at the far end of this room you can see a pedestal and two chests I want to get a pike ready does the room look booby trapped you can give me a perception check I'm gonna use my pink dice mm. I didn't notice I'm just gonna walk straight towards the chest um What'd you roll, exactly? I rolled the lowest possible roll you could roll. A natural one? Yeah. Is anybody else... Do I see him walking towards the chests? No, I'm using my (laughs) invisibility staff once per day. (laughs) I would also like to gander at the room, since I'm the first one down, and see if I can see anything that would probably fuck us up. Sure, go ahead and uh, give me a perception check. I also want to stick my arm out to stop him from going far. Okay, do you say anything to him? Um, hold the fuck up. 
And then... What is this? Perception. Perception. Cool. 15. A 15 would tell you that there are patterns in the tile that make it seem like it could possibly be pressure plated based on your your knowledge of previous encounters there might be pressure plates but you're not entirely sure what do you sound um, how far away the chest from me uh prothean you're all single file in this spiral staircase trying to go out so you're all kind of like scooby dude into this all the heads are popping around the edge trying to see into this room so you are a little bit farther away but from the edge of the door to the chests it's about 50 feet I would like to shadow step yeah technically you could do that um you shadow step and where are you trying to shadow step to on the other end of the room so ambient nidus is going to stop me and I'm assuming explain what you said he rolled for saying that there might be some pressure plate nonsense so I'm just gonna try to go to I guess in front of the chest just go straight to the end goal okay since I still rolled the natural one for perception give me a dexterity saving throw yeah it was uh I got an idea for after this 18 when you land in front of the chests, because uh, your perception was so low, you don't really see the patterns, and you just assumed anywhere in front of the chest might be safe. Uh, you actually activate one of the pressure plates and manage to pull yourself forward against the chest before you hear the <clears throat> of a metal spear that is quivering in the far column. Mm. Like it got launched across the room? Yep. Yes. Hold on, everyone. I have an idea, and I cast Mage Hand to float its way across, and, uh, which, you said there are two chests, right? One on the left and right? Yes. I went to the right one. He went to the right one? I would like to float the Mage Hand to the left one and attempt to open the chest. That would be great if your Mage Hand went that far. How far away are we? 50. 50. Mage hand goes 20 feet, right? 30. 30? Well, I'd like to just walk forward 20 feet and then cast it. I would yeah. like to take... <laughs> Abe would like to take his pike. And can I tell, like, which ones look like they might be pressure plates and which ones, like, don't? You would have to give me a perception check. I am going to do that. I could say, hey, Jet, look down. What did you just step on? It's going to be 24. <laughs> Okay, I was going to give you advantage because Ambionitis did point out that... I'll take that, that advantage. <laughs> and what did I just step on? It's going to be 24. Is there a symbol or some shit of what you just stepped on? You stepped on what appears to be a hexagonal tile. Don't step on the hexagonal tiles. Okay, uh, what other kind of tiles do we see? Because I have another idea, everybody. Well, so... I'm going to resolve the fact that you walked forward 20 feet first. Can I open my chest yet? Give me a dexterity saving throw, Brixius, and Jet, you can go ahead and try to open the chest. Is it locked? Yes, it's locked. 16 for that dex saving throw. You also managed to drop to your knees as you hear the... 
Okay. Of Ooh. another metal spear getting launched across the room, and it's quivering in one of the... And what kind of tile did I step on when I activated the pressure plate? A diamond. Okay, great. What other kind of tiles are there on the floor? There are diamonds, there are squares, there are hexagons, and there are triangles. All right, I would like to take my mage hand and press down on a square tile and see what happens. I would, I would like to float the mage hand off away from me, maybe about 20 feet, and press down on a square tile to see what happens on the square tile. Nothing happens. Okay, and now I would like to press it on the triangle. Nothing happens. All right, well, guys, based on deductive reasoning, hmm, don't know if my character would know that, uh... <laughs> I would say that uh, the square and triangle uh, tiles are safe to walk on. I will... Do do I see a square triangle tile by me? Yes, you are surrounded by square tiles. I'm just going to go for it. Anyone uh, have any better ideas? I would like to edge forward towards the chests, but with my pike pushing down on one in front of me, so I'm not like in the way of a spear. Okay. Just kind of like do that forward. So you're going to come to a row of two rows of square tiles. And then if you're walking straight forward, Brixius encountered a hexag or no, a diamond tile. And then past him there, after another row of square tiles, you see a triangle tile. All right. So I guess I'm going to take my pike, stick it way out and, push down on the square tile first i guess nothing happens on the square tile and then once you get to the triangle tile you hear of another metal spear being launched across the room cool and they're just coming like straight like horizontal in front of us right they're not like coming from behind or weird like angles around the room so far only horizontally okay you guys have already made it to the chest. I would like to open it. It is locked. With my question mark key. You'll have to roll a D100 to see if that oh. works. Which ones are the 100s again? Two tons. Did the tiles stay down when we step on them? Or did they come back up? Oh, two They tens? came back up. One's your tens place and one's your ones place. Yeah, so the one with two numbers is your ten place. Abe would like to make a mental note of where he stepped. So I rolled a 90 and a 10. So it'd be 91. A 91? The question mark key does not turn in the lock. What the fuck? Yeah, so much for the skeleton key. You should give that back <laughs> to the fucking Dark Brotherhood. And Abe is making a mental note of where he's stepping. Hmm. I'm going to keep just like scooting forward, doing the same thing. Can I just break the lock? Abe is inching forward as Jet is trying to break open the lock. you c- It's not a padlock. It's like in the chest itself. Oh, is it shaped like my staff thingy? No, it is not. Oh. I got an idea. I just have to get there first. So far, I believe the square tiles work. You hear another twing. Nope, the square tiles don't work. As Abe pressed on a hexagonal tile. Okay. Abe, what do we tell you? If we launch the spears now, then they're launched. They won't wreck us later. What if there's two spears? Then we just be careful on the way out. 
Now, are the rows of the tiles set up on the ground? Like, two rows of squares, and then a row of a pattern, and then two rows of squares, and then a row of a pattern, and so forth? No, it's mixed and matched, but at the very entrance to the room, there are two rows of squares. Is there a path I can take where I can take squares all the way to the chest? Yes. I would just like to full send that path. You follow that path to the left chest? And I smash that chest with my warhammer. Okay, cool. Go ahead and uh, give me a roll to see if you manage to hit it. Actually, no, that's dumb. You hit it. <laughs> I was going to say, He's really? Whiff and like hit the, hit the, the tile and get hit with the spear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you swing your warhammer, crashing down on this metal chest, and you depress the plate that is underneath it. Ah! Oh! I was swinging at it on a sideways motion. How are you just going to assume that I was swinging down? Come on. And I need everybody that is currently in the room, so that is everybody except for Ambionitis and Prothean, to give me dexterity saving throws. This guy's just assuming I'm coming down at it instead of swinging sideways for the lock. 24. 19. It's going to be a 9. Hmm. I don't like it when you chuckle. The cautious one gets <laughs> fuck you. swallowed alive. That's a lot of dice. Oh boy. Prepare your diddly horse. An elder dragon just comes down and just immediately eats me. <laughs> wow, I rolled really low. You guys lucked out. You guys? You mean Matt? More I'm probably still going to take half damage or something like that. If it's area effect, I'd take nothing. Okay, in total... Those of you that failed, you only take 200 damage, are going to take 14 damage as jets of flame suddenly, jets of flame are going to ignite from the archways at the top of the room, filling the area with fire. Those of you that succeeded in your dexterity saving throw will take half of that. Unless you have an AoE evasion effect like Jet does. Unless you're me. And I know you didn't just say Jets of Flame, right? I did say Jets of Flame. You watch your mouth, Dungeon Master. I'm coming for you. I have fire resistance. Okay, you take half (laughs) damage then. For those at home, I'm flicking off Paul Camper, the Dungeon Master. to have you here with us. Just want to take a quick moment for announcements and whatnot. If you've been following us on Twitter, you may have noticed that we are going to be getting our first character art for the show. We've enlisted the amazingly talented Mitchie Blue for interpretations of our characters. We've seen the sketches, and so far they look amazing. So we're looking forward to sharing those with you in the coming weeks. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Death Saving Bros to see it first. We'll post other things as they happen on our social media. Things like redbubble.com deals to help you get your Death Saving Bros swag on the cheap. We've got two designs, more in the works, for shirts, hoodies, notebooks, and more. Head over to redbubble.com and search Death Saving Bros. If you've been listening to the podcast and wishing you could play, 
Check out Life Saving Bros on Instagram for tips, tricks, and other gaming materials curated by our very own Ben Renfro. There are some awesome plot hooks and even his notes for the one-shot he led. You can enjoy the adventure with your friends and make sure to let us know. We'd love to hear about it. There's some important story information coming up in this episode, so let's get you tuned back in. Without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Alright, so the room's just now on fire? No, now the flames are gone. Can I lift this chest? Can I pick the lock first? Jet, you can try picking the lock, and Brixius, you can try lifting the chest. Alright, do I succeed? Give me a strength check. (laughs) No! 27? You'll be able to lift the chest, and, uh, Jet, what'd you roll? on your sleight of hand to pick the lock. Although I am proficient, I don't think I rolled high enough. I rolled another one. Okay, you're trying to pick the lock, and as you do so, uh, you do hear a click and a satisfying snap, and then you feel a prick on your (laughs) wrist, and I need you to give me a constitution saving throw. Good thing you're wearing that ring now, huh? Right. So that ring gives me a 16. What does that make the modifier? Plus three. Okay. 11. You feel a prick, and suddenly you can feel that you are very ill because you just took 14 poison damage and are poisoned, which means that you have disadvantage on your ability and attack rolls. I'm trying to read if I have a thing to dismiss a status effect? Possibly. Go ahead and look at that, but while you're thinking of how you might be able to counteract the poison that is now coursing through your body, Brixius lifts his chest off the plate and uh, releases the pressure that was on the plate. Everybody in the room now needs to give me a dexterity saving throw. (laughs) Oh... I love that Prothean and Ambionitis are just chilling in the doorway watching you guys, the other three, fuck around Abe in this wants room. to be like, stop fucking uh, touching the just, chests. Abe. I just want to say that my character right now is laughing while watching you guys. Yep. I'm having a pretty good time. I rolled a 20. I also rolled a natural 20. I'm going to give Brixius disadvantage, though, because you're holding on to the chest, unless you say that you drop it. Hmm. How does uh, an 11 sound? Sounds like more fun for me. Now, (laughs) with an inspiration point, can I use it before I know the... Can I use it after I know the outcome, or does it have to be before? It has to be before you know the outcome. Technically, you don't know what the outcome is yet. But do you have inspiration? Yes, I have inspiration. Of course I have inspiration. When did I give you inspiration? I think you gave us all like an inspiration point at the beginning of this, and we've never used it. I also have one. I'm the only one that had to use it. Okay. Yeah, I have one too. Then go ahead and use your inspiration. Uh, I haven't decided, but you know what? Well, actually, no, you wouldn't get to roll again. You would just take the higher of the two in this case, which would be the 20. 
And Jet, what was your roll? Natural 20. Okay. And Abe? Bad. (laughs) (laughs) What was it? Three. Cool. Uh, You know what? Wait, you said dexterity, right? Yes. Oh, in that case, it's seven. But still bad. I'll pocket the inspiration from now. I'll take I'll take the worst outcome of the two. Okay. But after this one, I mean, I we I set the trap off by pushing it down and then picking it up. But then it should be back to normal. So, don't put the chest back down on that plate. <laughs> it's not my intention. <laughs> um, has anyone noticed how many dice Paul is getting right now? <laughs> the dungeon master is now holding an s- unsettling amount of die. A sack. <laughs> I was going to say a sack full, maybe. <laughs> uh, those of you that failed your dexterity saving throw are going to take 18 damage as the room is filled with a poisonous gas. Question. Well, dang. That is released from the areas beyond the columns on either side of the room. Does my bandana over my face help me? No. Because it's more of like Damn an acidic, poisonous, <laughs> like it's it's very low and clingy, and as it touches your skin, it, so actually we won't call it poison damage. We'll call it acidic damage. So would his ability to sense danger preemptively tell him about that? He knew that it was dangerous to go into the room to begin with. <laughs> You're here already, boy. Um, and then I do those, those of you that succeeded will take half that, so you will take nine damage. Unless you have a an unless. area of effect evasion like jet, and unless you take no damage, me. am I able to shadow step with the chest? Don't pick up your chest. You would have to succeed in lifting it first. Keep your chest but, on the plate. But like, just like as a general question for how that works, like, can I like if? Like, you know, grab an object or take a person with me or something like that. It, like, if I can't take a person, I don't think I could take an object. You can't take a person, but you could take, like, what you're carrying. Oh, like, okay, so I can take the chest. What if he was carrying a person? I'd like to ready an action so that if anybody picks up or puts down <laughs> another chest, I'm going to pull out my shield and just drop to the ground and turtle. <laughs> um, Okay. Fair enough, Ben. You can't shadow step with the something as large as this chest, but you could, like, if it's something that you could carry or wear on your person, you can shadow step with that. Okay, I got it. So what I'm going to do is I've actually seen that there's two chests. I'm basically sitting on top of one of them. And Brixius. there's also a pedestal. Brixius has the other one. Choose your words wisely. Don't say you're sitting on top of it because there could be a pressure plate underneath it. I know that where I am standing at is currently safe. I'm not moving from that spot. I know that you have a chest in your hands that's not going to set off any more traps. Hopefully. Let's just have you open your chest and we'll see what's inside that. And then we'll decide if mine's even worth trying to get into this one. All right, well. Hey. Go on. Go on, Protein. Are there any rocks around me that are heavy and big? You should sense good or evil. On these chests. There are no rocks. I swear if you whip a rock at me while I'm carrying a chest <laughs> over pressure plates, I'm going to be pissed. I also think about doing that. I would like to simply retrace my steps the same way that I walked my happy ass in here, out of here, holding the chest, and take it back to where Prothean and Ambionitis are standing. 
Okay, I need you to give me a dexterity saving throw since you have this large chest now. That's where you fucked up. Yeah, but what does that have to do with anything is my question. You have to thread your way between these patterned plates. That's a 14. That's good enough. You make it back to the entryway with your chest. And I shadow step back to safety. Okay, Abe is still in the middle of the room. And we close the door and run. Ah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, We're getting your cut. <laughs> <laughs> Abe, are you going to make your way back? Or are you still- Was there anything on the pedestal or was it- Nobody inspected it. Oh. I thought about it, but then I was trying to think back about your description. I thought you said the chests were on the pedestal, but then I got confused and just decided not to ask questions. I'd yeah, like we're... to squint real good and see what's on there. Give me a perception check. I was going to say, we're not finished with this room. We're just taking care of this one chest before the other one. 23. You see the cross with a star symbol in the pedestal. Mm, like the stab the staff into like indent yes hey jet yo can i see that staff real quick no please no last time i gave somebody a staff they broke it i'd like to roll persuasion I, what do you want it for <laughs> i gotta stab it into that indentation right there can i just shadow step over to said indentation okay if you want to stab it in then that's cool yeah i'd I like this. I'm going to keep this staff for a little bit. And I'm going to turtle on the ground and, as he does that. And I'm going to try that. I want to make sure he waits until I'm out of the room to do that. See if you can open this chest while I'm gone. Okay. I'm out of the room with Ambionitis and Prothean. So I am going to go ahead and shadow step over to the pedestal and do what Abe said. Lock and key. Paul was just thinking about how he's going to fit in your new character into the, uh, the podcast. <laughs> All right, so Jet takes the staff after his shadow step and places the top so that it aligns with the inscription on the pedestal. Again, the staff glows. The pedestal is filled with spiderwebbed veins of light as it traces the veins of the rock. It shoots down across the floor, highlighting all of the hexagonal, triangle, and diamond pressure plates. There is a plume of dust around each as they seem to be deactivated. The light continues across the ground, swirls around the columns up to the second floor, and you can see what we would call flamethrowers kind of deactivated, and they just... Oh. fall, unready to be used. You see the tiny nozzles on the far right and far left retract into the floor, and the light continues up into the ceiling where it coalesces into a bright light that suddenly illuminates the entire room directly over the pedestal, and from the pedestal raises a book. So, uh, since I'm in front of the pedestal, what's the, I'm going to be looking at this book. Is it the Diadem Exorius? Is it the Diadem Exorius? On the book, in Elvish, which Jet can read, mm-hmm. is written, The Chronicles of Parmar. Okay, is it safe, safe to take the book? Sounds like a young adult novel. <laughs> as long as it's safe to take the book, I'm just going to be taking this book. 
And it appears that we deactivated all of the stuff, so I'd like to just sort of try to just walk to the chest. See if we turned off all the... Well, the chest and the pedestal are right next to each other. Yeah. So I can try to open the other chest here, no problem. I'd also like to start inching my way over there. All right. Still being cautious and tapping the floor in front of me. Uh, Jet, the chest is still locked. And Abe, the pressure plates are no longer activating traps. I'm, I'm still gonna <laughs> be tapping the floor in front of me. And I went ahead and I rolled a, with my, I have a lockpick ring instead of my useless garbage question mark key. Is that a sleight of hand roll or what? Yes. So that is a 20. This time you are able to unlock. Oh, wait, no, you have disadvantage on your checks because you're poisoned. I want to sprint across the room and absolutely golf slap this fucking chest. With and not the chest that's right next to us. Could I have a, <laughs> is there like a saving throw to be unpoisoned or do I have to heal myself? You're poisoned for a time. Mm. I want to take my fore and middle finger and jam it down his throat to make him throw up the poison. <laughs> no, time is a 14. Do I have to roll for hit? Um, as Jet is currently trying to unlock the chest? Yeah. No. Okay, okay. Jet is currently trying to unlock the chest. Go ahead and give me a roll for hit, Ambionitis. Hey, who's poisoned again? Is Jet? I am. Alright. Oh. I'm gonna walk over to him and use lay on hands on him and heal his poison. Okay, we'll we'll fix that in a second. Seventeen. Okay, so you're going to run across the room as Jet is trying to unlock this thing. He ro- he is making some headway and sees out of the corner of his eye the fact that you are running at him, Warhammer raised, ready to strike. And he ducks out of the way, and you slap the lock picks that he's been using into the lock, unjamming the lock, and the chest pops open. You're welcome. Is my lock pick ring recoverable after that? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Just give no. it a small tap. <laughs> no. No harm, no foul, then. Hey, uh, Ambi Nice, you want to do that to this one over here, too? I sprint back <laughs> across the room and will golf whack that one. Okay. Uh, Prothean, at this point, you can go ahead and go across, lay on hands on Jet, and remove the poison that is cor- coursing through his veins. However, I do believe that costs five of your... Yes, it does. Okay. I'm going to walk up to him, like, palm slap him like a healing priest that does on TV and yell, you have been healed. You have been healed. (laughs) He has been healed. Oh, I feel the healing. I don't know if this one's going to do it. 25. You strike the front of that locked chest and uh, you feel a prick in your thigh. Hmm. Well, actually... Yeah, you're you're going to have to approach it from the front to get a good golf swing at it. So yeah, you feel a prick in your thigh, and I need a Constitution saving throw from you. Oh fuck! Oh, now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. Seven. Yeah, seven. You feel unwell as you take. You're not crazy. You're just a little unwell. Just a little unwell. Ten damage. Ten poison damage. And you are now poisoned. You have uh, disadvantage on all rolls. Now, when you said he got pricked in the thigh, did I see 
any since I was watching the chest as he was coming up to hit it because I told him to come hit it did I see like anything shoot out from like the hole or the lock itself or anything like that that would have pricked him yeah there's a tiny dart I cast cure wounds on myself sure okay uh, if you heal yourself for at least five I'll remove the poisoned condition it's one d cast cure wounds ah yeah I want to do that <laughs> and then you roll one d4 plus your charisma it's one d8 one d8 plus your charisma that's right a healing potion is one d4 hmm two you heal yourself for two but you do not remove the poisoned condition all right I and that'll last for an hour saw ambionitis smack this chest and then not work well it didn't pop open even though he got shot with the dart it still didn't come open correct mine totally open though what's inside of it 25 and this fucker didn't open oh jesus prothean uh you know anything about opening chests because it is now this one has been hit with two war hammers now between myself and ambionitis and is still not open and that's about the extent i know about how to open chests mine's totally open though i can tell you what's i in might mind. have something that can help this Great, but mine might have different stuff in it, and I'm not next to you, so I'd still like to be trying to get mine open. I have Smith's tools. Or no, I'm proficient in them. Shit. Is there like a? It's just like a regular chest, so there's like a seam, right? Where like it, a hinge where it opens. Yes. And I come back over and I have a python. Yeah, I was just I gonna like do that. I was just wiggle gonna... it into the seam, and then wiggle another one into another side. And then wiggle another one in. <laughs> I just kind of tap them in. I just keep doing that around the side until it's forced open. I would, if if that doesn't work, I was just gonna say he had his lockpicks in there when Ambionitis uh, warhammered it. I was gonna put a python in there and warhammer that and see if jamming that in there would uh, open it. So whichever whichever way you want to let these pythons work, we might have to warhammer the pythons in anyways. Or I can toss you my lockpick ring. Nah, that's the, that's the obvious way. Can a sword fit in a keyhole? The sword cannot, but um, the python idea, go ahead and give me a sleight of hand. Woo! I like it. Not good. <laughs> Four. All right, should we go ahead and try my python idea? <laughs> Once you're failing at making it work, I'll just start smashing uh, him with the warhammer. Just one python straight into the lock. Yeah. All right, I hold the python with my hand. <laughs> And I wind up as hard as I can to <laughs> and lay I lean this back one as into far it. as I can and close my eyes and pray. And I make sure I'm not hitting it from directly head on because no one would swing like that. So I'm off to the side. Okay. Give me a, let's see if you hit it and I'll get back to you jet, let you know what's in the chest. Uh, 14. Yeah. You managed to hit the Python without smashing <laughs> Abe's fingers and it does. It breaks the lock. And the chest pops open. I let out a grunt. Inside both chests, uh, Jet's chest holds several tomes with various things. Some have uh, histories of magic. Some are histories of just Trugalan kings. Uh, One is indicates it looks like a compendium of different artifacts. Mm. And then there are a thousand silver pieces. Perfect. 
in the chest that Brixius Ambionitis and twenty years Abe, wages. And Abe this is more on. money than I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and Prothean. And Prothean. That one holds five hundred gold pieces and a series of books that indicate the maps of Trugala and surrounding areas. You guys might want to write these things down. <laughs> like, these would be good notes to take. All right, you're going to have to tell Wait, me my stuff maps again or they, in that like, case. They're an index for maps. But I'm also curious, is this all written in Elvish as well? All like of this is everything? written in Elvish. Okay. And then uh, I found tomes yes. of past kings... Past as Trugalan well as... kings, a compendium of artifacts, and a history of magic. In the chest with the gold, you found a an atlas, basically, of Trugalan areas and Trugala and surrounding areas. You found uh, some history books describing, or not history books, but diaries describing various eras around about a millennia ago, which you guys would also realize is around the time of the demon apocalypse. And you also have a single scroll that will allow you to cast Windwall. I want to take the book of maps so I can help plan an invasion for when I finally pass off the information because I don't know if you remember, like when I were in that town with the church, I was like walking around seeing weak points. And I figured an atlas would be really helpful. I want to grab a hundred. You said there's 500, right? 500 gold. All right. I want to grab a hundred of the gold pieces and then probably a couple of the diaries. I'll also grab a hundred gold. Yeah, we can just split a hundred gold across each of us. And then, uh, well, I guess Jet is also not by this right now. We could always cut him out because he <laughs> does not know that there's gold in here. I'm afraid if I start to pay him too much, he won't work for me anymore because then he'll have money. And uh, as of now, I still, I guess, need a trainer, so. do you mean a slave? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if you start paying your slaves, then they're not going to be your slaves anymore. They'll just buy their freedom. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, we can, we can split it. Uh... I will, I mean, yeah, we'll split it. We can each take 100 gold. I say, hey, Jet, I got 100 gold over here for you. It's your, uh, uh, it's your uh, bonus. Wow. What's in your chest, What's that buddy? even look like? Uh, I'm going to immediately be, like, over there by the time he finishes his sentence <laughs> via shadow step. Um, now and... you can't because there's light in the room. <gasps> All right, I'll just casually walk over. <laughs> but still be there in the same time. Yeah, yeah, but still just be on the, as just fast as fast. As ever have. Actually, what's your speed now? I don't think it changed with my level up at all. What is it? 45. Yeah, I mean, he is there <laughs> in seven seconds. And then I will say that uh, that I got all this stuff in... It's all written in Elvish. Is your guys' stuff too? Will we recognize it as Elvish, at least? You recognize it as similar to the script uh, in the rest of the crypt. Looks that way, Haas. Hmm. Okay, so what it looks like here that I got is just some old uh, tomes on past kings, the history of magic, and a compendium of artifacts. But it's all in Elvish here. And what it looks like you guys got 
is whatever the dungeon master told you that you guys got. <laughs> Do you let them know about the silver in your chest? No. I roll for insight. <laughs> <laughs> say I wouldn't as a character. Well, yeah. I or actually, I would say I got some too. Like it was five hundred gold per in there, and I'd say like, yeah, there was like silver in here though. So I'll give everybody a hundred silver. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I guess I'll believe that. Okay, so everybody can add to their sheets a uh, hundred silver and a hundred gold, except for Jet, who has six hundred silver. Be quiet. As he goes to walk out, I hear change uh, in his pocket, all of the silver <laughs> clashing together. That does not sound like a hundred silver. I just constantly have a uh, silence casted on myself. Carrying the giant fucking bag of 600 pieces. <laughs> nope, don't know what happened. These are all very shiny rocks that These I are very books. much like. <laughs> clinkety clinkety. So, so many tomes. It is uh, my bag of corn. As he's struggling to drag this fucker out <laughs> up the steps. Could you guys help me? Hey, my strength modifier went up. That's what I put my points into. I just assume that all of you guys basically have, like, bags of like holding. credit cards? No, bags of holding. <laughs> yeah, no, everybody else has bags of gold because I'm not getting paid any of that. So I have none of it. Hey, I'm a bit snowball. I don't even understand what the cost of money is. You can afford a bear. No, he's summoned I can afford multiple wool horses. Yeah, that's how I kept sending um, Figus to buy me a new war horse. How many times? No, you m made sure that he kept going back to get the same one. Oh, I thought I was getting a new war horse. Fuck. Okay. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to do in this crypt? Is there anything else that can be done in this crypt? The only thing that you have not pocketed is the Chronicles of Parmar that is still <laughs> on the pedestal. No, I definitely said I took that. <laughs> oh. I did not hear you say that. Okay, you took the Chronicles of Parmar. Is that also in Elvish? Yes. Okay. Everything's in Elvish. I'll write down I have those, though. And that one is a first edition signed copy by Parmar himself. Ooh. <laughs> Sell it on ye old eBay. Don't even read it. Everyone's devalued. Uh, is there anything else in the room we see other than where the two chests were and the pedestal with the book on it? Was there anything else? No, there's nothing else in there. What about on the second floor? Can I get up there anyway? Yeah, there's a uh, decrepit ladder in the back corner, and the only thing up there are mechanisms to make those pyrotechnics work. Hey, Ambionitis. Yeah. You want me to heal you? Who's going to say no to that? That's a tough question. Yeah. I walk over to him and do the same thing while I like, slap my um, palm into his face and yell, You have been healed! Huh? <laughs> while using lay of hands. Don't you ever fucking do that to me again. I like the new Prothean. He's <laughs> <laughs> handing out healings like Oprah. <laughs> you get some health. You get some health. Do these pyrotechnic machines come off? I, like, are they detachable? Yeah, like, could I climb up there and, like, yank one off the wall? <laughs> Can I walk around with a flamethrower is what I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can give me a arcana check to see if you would understand how to dismantle this. Since I'm up there or was implying that I was going up there too, can I also make that arcana check? Yes. It's going to be a 14. You don't know how this works. Like, you can see basically what you would need to take with you, but you don't know how it will, how to make it work. Yeah, my seven isn't going to 
do it. Yeah. If that's mm, what he got. I know then. what I'd have to take with me, though. Yes. I'd like to take it with me, though. Wait, how big is it? It's big. fairly large. It's approximately five feet by three feet. Like, could I strap it to my back and be like, fine? It's very if heavy. If you completely dismantle it, you could break down the parts into a carryable size. That would take you at least an hour. Guys, you want to hold on for an hour? If I see Abe doing it, since I didn't quite understand how to do it, I'm going to just start copying what he's doing on another one of them to take the same pieces as well and dismantle it the same way. I don't think you guys are going to want to take that hour. Uh, I think these books might have something to do about those demons you're looking for, Brixius. Well... Right, I can study that up real great on my own. Um, oh, yeah, okay. No, I okay. can. Um, but if you want to glance over the book first, you can take an hour to skim the pages real quick, use some hit dice, you know, get some HPs back, and uh, we'll get flamethrowers. <laughs> and then I'll read the book after you. I just, if you wanted to skim through it first, so you can just let me know where the important information is to save me some precious time of... Reading. Do you hate me as a character that much that when I say this is the key to finding the one thing you've been searching for since we started this campaign that listen. you would just say, yeah, it's cool. I'll just do my own thing right now. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I'm just when curious. When I encounter this demon, I'm going to want to have a flamethrower with me. That's oh, just, because they're not flame resistant. You don't know. There's many different types of demons. No, I fucking know. How many demons have you dealt with up close? Just as many as you. Did you like, get lit on fire? Our whole lives, we've. Did you try to light this fucker we've on fire? Been together and seen the same number of demons and have been in encounters of every. Did you demon try together. to light this one on fire? No. Did you? Yes, I did. And did it work? No. Anyway, though, it is fair. I'm the only one who could read this. I would like to glance it over and see if there's any useful information in there. I will need sleight of hand checks from both. Abe and uh, Brixius. Brixius, you're at disadvantage. <laughs> Wouldn't that be like 14. a performance check? I rolled an 11 for the lower one of the two. Okay, so Abe, you are able to dismantle all the pieces correctly. Uh, Brixius, you think that you have mimicked Abe's actions to the best of your ability but you have not actually grabbed all the same pieces. He's actually reconfigured it into an air conditioner. <laughs> uh, a frost ray. <laughs> so you are both now able to package these pieces and carry them with you. So you can write on your sheet something to the effect of pieces, parts for a flamethrower. I wrote fully functioning flamethrower. That is not correct. <laughs> With one hour of assembly. Alright, I'm looking around at everyone in the group. You guys want me to burn these books for you? The only book you need is a book of Torm. No. <laughs> this is the elvish version of the book of Torm. Oh, okay. My character is dumb enough to believe that. All of these books that look nothing alike are all the <laughs> elvish version. <laughs> and Jet, having skimmed through the, the Chronicles of Parmar, it recounts in exquisite detail the events leading up to, during, and following the demon apocalypse. Mm, it's like so exquisite. 
And you happen to see one mention of the name Riley Bevden and Prejan Canal. Does he read anything about the demon with the tattoo of a rabbit head that stands for disappointment? You also find that. Nice. You see a list of different demons that had been spotted during the apocalypse, one of which matches the description of the demon that Brixius and Ambionitis have been looking for. How many names are on that list? Lots of names. I was going to say, is it like the four horsemen of the apocalypse, I feel? (laughs) No, there are lots of names of all sorts of different demons, uh, but the one name that matches their description... Oh, here we go. This is what I've been waiting for. I was going to ask you to see if you actually had one ready. It's Bob. Jet Taylor. (laughs) Taylor. T-A-Y-L-O-R. The name is Four Lyrics. Four Lyrics? Four Lyrics. Right, we're saying the same thing. Four Lyrics. Four Wheelers. None of you (laughs) even know what's going on, so I got what I need written down. But I will say... (laughs) Hey, Jeb, while you're skimming over that book, make sure you're keeping an eye out for anything having to do with the demon we're looking for. His name's Four Wheelers. <laughs> Four Wieners? I think you're on to it. Did you find anything about him? How many gaggles of books do we have? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we have the, uh, there's the one on the pedestal. Okay. There was, um, there's the atlas. Mm-hmm. There's the list of the artifacts. Mm-hmm. There's, how many diaries are there? Five or six. Five or six. How many exactly? Six. Okay, six. Um, 1.5 gaggles then, huh? What else? Mm. Is there anything else? Books of history? So, <laughs> three. History of Magic, Compendium of Artifacts, Atlas, Six Diaries, Scroll of Windwall, and then there was one other. In my compendium, is there anything of the Diadem Megazorius? Yes, uh, there is, you do see the list, a uh, listing, Diademixorius. A lot of other things had location, owner, like properties. What it says is Diademixorius, location unknown, owner, rumored, Riley Bevden, description of known properties, unknown. However, cross-referencing that with the Chronicles of Parmar, What is in there says it is rumored that Riley Bevden, a known architect of the Prussian Canal system, may have been working on a working on an artifact he calls the Diadem Exorius, having to do with transitional travel between planes. Oh shit! Uh, real quick, did anyone ever take that scroll of Windwall? Nobody has taken that. I'll take that too. And does anything cross-reference into that tie into this four-wheeler guy? Four Lyris? Yeah, four Lyris. You Lyris. don't you don't see any other mention of four Lyris other than his description of what he looks like, which is a tattoo of a rabbit head with a bow tie. He wears a loincloth. And carries a flaming sword, and um, that's about it. Gotta fight fire with gotcha. fire. That's why we have these flamethrowers. So, so Brixis, you asked about your demon, right? Um, 
Yes, the one with the tattoo. You mentioned the tattoo was basically of a, what, like a bunny rabbit or something like Head that, right? A rabbit with a tie of bow. Did it, did it by any chance have a fire sword or ambionitis? It was kind of hard to exactly picture it with the bodies of our entire village flying everywhere. Yeah, when I think back to that day, I, I just see mom and dad getting slaughtered. I don't, can't really, uh, can I roll like a history check to see if I remember? If, what uh, exactly was it uh, slaughtering them? What, yeah, what was going well, into their bodies yeah, as they died? That's what I'm trying to remember. Um, <laughs> this incident was so traumatic that it permanently burned half the memory into your... <laughs> I guess there was a smell of burning flesh of mom and dad and yep. everyone else. So maybe I could see a fire with the sword. Yeah, and Jet, I think, I think that that's our guy. I, Looking through this real quick, I do think that... This might have some more stuff to do about the demon you're looking for. Well, hot dog, does it have uh, his location, his name, what he is the demon of, anything like that? We're going to have to discuss that dun, on the dun. next episode of dun. the Death Saving Bros podcast. Just tell me real quick, dog. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, hope you enjoyed this uh, dungeon that we walked through. Or Pay me some crypt. money. Those of you that are listening at home, if you enjoyed what you were hearing, or in your car, wherever you may be, that comes later. Those of you listening, if you enjoyed what you heard, leave a rating and review. Explaining why, so we can keep doing that. Yeah. Uh, We love hearing your feedback. Uh, On iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iTunes will be going away shortly, but um, on your podcasting app of choice, Stitcher as well. Uh, we love hearing from you. We also love hearing from you on Twitter or Instagram at Death Saving Bros. Follow both of those. I was going to say, if anyone mentions me in the comments as a favorite host, I will personally send them a sexy pic of myself. Oh, God. <laughs> Softcore or hardcore? Signed. Well, you're not <laughs> hardcore. Unless you live hardcore. I guess if somebody wants that, you can go ahead and do that. (laughs) And if someone wants that, please check yourself into an insane asylum. (laughs) About to make a fake account. I mean, uh... (laughs) You can follow us personally. I am at HP Camper on Twitter. Yeah, Benfro15. I'm a B Brad. Hold on, that's not right. With underscores where I left pauses. I'm a underscore B underscore rad. That is literally like the most complicated way to say it and then try to plug in the underscores afterwards for. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can just do this. Check this out. Ready? Check this out. Kaboom. Tweet at the main fucking page and they'll tell me about it. Find me on old school RuneScape as fat, F-A-T-T, space, Smith. No, you can't. You're never on. That's true. You are a lying sack of shit. I should probably go play RuneScape one of these days. You probably should. You should play RuneScape while we host a podcast. That would be a terrible <laughs> fucking idea. And yeah, why Eric- would you suggest that as I'm talking with a twister in my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at the candy store. Rocking and rolling. Those of you in your home, in your car, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one.
Slap, slap, slap. Clap, clap, clap. I've said it before, I have to look up half the stuff that you guys say. Because I'm like, that doesn't really make sense. Why was it used in this context? Like what? And then, oh, just things like, slap, 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 clap, clap, clap. Oh, it's from Jimmy Neutron. It's not as well cultured as you are. Sorry, you grew up in a bomb shelter. Jesus. Here's my autograph book. Here's an autograph from Santa and an <laughs> autograph from my dad. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Very nice oh, call, ass God damn it, Paul. I don't even know what's going on. Shit balls. <laughs> shit fuck. Fuck the shit. Fuck the fucking shit Everything's fuck. Everything's getting ruined. Excuse me, bits. This is an excellent side of bullshit. These metal snaps come undone too easily. Fuck you, diehard dice. Then hold up, hold up. <laughs> Bless you. I thought I had another one coming, but it's, uh... Stare at the light. It always makes me sneeze. Seriously, stare at the... Look at the light. It'll make you sneeze. If you have a sneeze coming. I always thought that did the oh, opposite. Oh, this idiot staring at a light. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> Way to ruin your vision, idiot. <laughs> got him good. No, no. My vision was ruined when I saw you for the first time. Yeah, because it's such such high standards and expectations on the rest of the world and nothing else compares. Yeah, let's go with that. Thanks, dog. Hey, can you guys hear me now? Tequila. Yes. Yeah. Tequila. So you didn't hear me talking about petting a salmon while I was riding on my bow? No. I didn't. Uh, let's just resume role play. Uh, we'll rewind a few minutes. Um, hey, barriers. yo, Actis, stop the play. Actis, how? Actis. Hold on, just back it up about five minutes. I, I drank <laughs> too much liquid. Shit was talking. I drank too much liquid, now I got to piss. Oh, I got a bottle. Mm. All right, go ahead and resume role play. Rixius. Kinky. That's why I took my hat off, dog. It's fine. Get over it. It's fine. You get over it. I'm over it. We don't need to go there. <laughs> uh, hey, was I supposed to be recording this time? Those of you in your home, in your car, or wherever you may be, keep saving those deaths. I am the lord of the dance, said he. Yeah, find you right in front of the nerds. <laughs> no, that'd be cannibalism. Fuck off. Those of you in your home, in your cars, or wherever you may be, keep saving those Death throws. Death throws. Thank you. Man, you are really killing it. Sounded like you're the in your death throws. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Dark Times, Darkling, Dragon and Toast, Fast Talking, Heavy Interlude, On the Shore, Shades of Spring, and Thinking Music are by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0 and sourced from filmmusic.io. The track's fantasy theme, Doomsday Clock, and Silent Motion are music by Orchestralis. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses, slash buy, slash 4.0, slash legal code.